Welcome to Pod Tease. Each week, we'll grant your wish. We'll surprise and delight you with binge-worthy podcasts that are sure to become your new favorites. Our hand-picked selection of changemakers, rebels, do-gooders, educators, funny makers, and more will make their way onto your new and noteworthy list. Do you have a show that you think needs to be featured? Check out our show notes for your chance to be our next Pod Tease. Hey, welcome to another episode of Pod Tease. Today, we are going to listen to an amazing episode with one of our favorite coaches, Christy Holt. Her show is called Create Your Happy, Inspiration for Conscious Women. I love this particular episode called Coach Versus Therapist. Why do I love it? Because I'm a coach. And I know there is a lot of confusion in terms of what is a coach and what is a therapist? What is the difference? So today we're going to listen to the peppy professional and perhaps our favorite happiness coach ever, Christy. Christy dives deep into the differentiation between coaching and therapy. Is coaching and therapy the same? We'll find out today on this episode. Christy creates thriving businesses for women, and she does it with a feminine flair. She is all about women discovering their superpowers with purpose and passion. While she's a big fan of men, she knows many women are searching to unleash their inner amazing. Today, she chats with Sarah Bruner, who's a therapist, a coach, and she's also a rock star. Coaching and therapy both have their own place. Therapists are needed right now so badly in today's current climate. And Sarah has a firm understanding of mental health and understands the power of coaching as well. They're an amazing tool that can be used in collaboration. The coaching industry allows for not pathologizing the quality of life, meaning you don't have to have an issue, depression, anxiety, but it takes you from A to Z. It gets you to where you want to be. The coaching tool allows you to amplify and build true success in your life. Coaching doesn't have to look at the past, but gives you the tools to take control of your life Coaching gives you the tools to build an unstoppable life. And therapy digs deep into the past and allows a client to understand why you do the things you do. Therapy is so needed. And I just suggest if you are struggling with depression, anxiety, seek help. Don't be afraid for help. Everybody does need help. Everyone does need someone, someone out there to make sense of everything that is going on in this world. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Create Your Happy. It's an amazing podcast. It started in April 2022. We're kind of obsessed with Christy Holt. So hold on to your hats, get your notebooks out, and let's mix it. Welcome to the Create Your Happy podcast, where conscious female creators come together with a shared vision to inspire and empower women as they learn how to fully embrace their humanness find their unique voice, and collaborate on how together we can change the world. I'm your host, Christy Holt, happiness coach and conscious funpreneur on a mission to change the world one beautiful soul at a time. All right, gorgeous. It's time to get curious and become inspired. It's time to create your happy. Today, I am so excited to welcome Sarah Buner to the show. Sarah is an intuitive life and business coach for fellow helpers, healers, service providers, and heart-centered business owners. Her passion is to help fellow helpers to create a thriving business that also serves them too. For the past 12 years, Sarah has helped 
thousands of individuals to create thriving lives and businesses as a coach, intuitive, energy healer, and former therapist and social worker. I'm so excited to hop into this conversation, Sarah. Welcome to the show. I uh, would you, love to dive right in and have you share right off the bat a little bit about what you do and who you are and how you got to where you are today and peppering in a little bit there, how you create your happy today. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. So for any of your followers that are into astrology, I am a Sagittarius rising, which means we're always adventuring and trying new things and we're lifelong learners. So back in 2010, after I was finishing grad school for social work, I started as a therapist after my own healing journey with mental health and really realizing that life can be really, really good. And then I went through a spiritual awakening, realizing I had intuitive gifts and mentored with different intuitives and shamans and energy workers. And as I did that, naturally my practice evolved from just mental health therapy to energy work and teaching and practicing Reiki and psychic and mediumship stuff. And then naturally kind of floated into the life coaching and empath coaching world. And then realizing how easy um, business came to me, I was like, oh, I can like really help other helpers and healers grow thriving businesses. And at some point in my journey, thankfully before the pandemic, I was like, okay, I need to pick like one focus that I can use all of these skills together. And so really just moved into helping fellow helpers and healers to grow thriving businesses. And for me, it really comes back to happiness because I see so many people who are heart and soul centered, either entrepreneurs or creatives or whatever it may be, but they kind of sacrifice their own happiness for the success of their project or for helping other people. So yeah. to me, it's about my whole mission is helping people create thriving businesses and lives that serve them too and integrate in like my own intuitive gifts, but also helping people really tune into their own intuition and inner wisdom and self-trust to serve and have a cool, like a cool, fun dream life and adventure. So. Yeah, so that's I me in a nutshell. That. Yeah, yeah. And we have similar missions in that way. Yes, to inspire and empower. I don't know if you work mainly with women as well, but my passion personally is I love men too, but yeah. <clears throat> just helping those women to discover what's within and yes. then using that to create wow. an impact. So, yes, I, yeah, I work mostly with women as well. And I have a few dudes, and then I work a lot with individuals in the trans, non binary, gender fluid community as well. Yeah. So yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I would, I would say this show is for anyone who identifies as a female or yeah. even someone who identifies as a supporter of yeah. the feminine and yes. the voice of women. So yes. if, if that's resonating with anybody, I hope that you're enjoying the show and uh, this is for you. So, yeah. So I would like to hear a little bit more about about what your business is about. And I, I'd just love to hear how, how exactly you transitioned from the social work and the therapist standpoint. Yeah. And oh, man, like the coaching space is like, sometimes like there's a bit of like, you know, rivalry maybe between yeah. the coaches and the therapist. And I know uh, lots of people love to talk about that. So I'd love to get your take on this as yeah. being, uh, having been on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got training in both. I'm not ICF certified, but years of training in the coaching world, along with 
um, having a license in the mental health world, I actually gave up my mental health license last year um, because, so here's my take on that is, I think both are important and I think both have their own place. And I think that ultimately women in the world, world are gonna um, move forward when the coaching and therapy world can come together. And that I think honestly, as a therapist, you know, it takes eight years to become a licensed therapist in America. And so it, for me, I know it was like after going through all of that training and student loan debt, and then being certified after years of training to be a therapist, and then somebody starts, it's like, well, I'm a coach. That there's, some of it is legit, right? Some of it is making sure that as coaches, we understand things like mental health and some of the like, what do you do if a client becomes suicidal? Like there's some ethical questions there, yeah. but I really think it's actually just the ego of a lot of therapists. Like, wait a second, I took so much energy and time to devote to this and you can just start. Yeah. And so, um, so I think, so the mental health and coaching world, I think they can really collaborate. And I am, even when I was a therapist, I truly believe that the coaching world is so amazing. I think it's just as impactful, if not more than the therapy world. It's one of the reasons I left the therapy world too. Um, but one of the things I really love about the coaching world specifically is that we're not pathologizing people when we don't have to. So the, the problem to me with the therapy world is, of course, mental health and mental illness is real, but things are so over pathologized that it really, when people are just trying to figure out how to improve quality of life, it kind of pathologizes that. Whereas the coaching world is like, how do we increase happiness? How do we bring in joy? How do we amplify? And so I think they can really complement one another. And it's unfortunate that there's still that rivalry. Um, yeah. And I'd be curious to hear what you've heard um, around it too. And we can, we can chat about that more because you're right. Yeah. It's such an important topic. Well, the way, I view coaching versus therapy is that, and I correct me if I'm totally off base, but in my personal experience, therapy has been a little bit more about diving into the things that have happened in the past and sorting through the past stuff. Whereas the way I see coaching in the, in the space that I coach from is very much letting go of the past. Yes. Mm -hmm. Process it, bring it to light, take a yeah. close look at it, deal with it, heal from yeah. it and move forward, leaving that crap that no longer serves you in the past, moving forward and providing more strategies for moving forward, mm -hmm. as opposed to healing focused on traumas in the past. And, yeah. and both are, I agree, very crucial pieces of the puzzle. And you, yeah. you can't totally move forward without dealing with the past. So for sure, both components are necessary. Um, just in my own experience, I found coaches to be the ones that have taken me forward a little bit more than the therapist, which kind of talked me through where I was already at without, yeah. without as much strategizing on how to make things better. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally, so for a lot of the therapy world is past focused. And I would say though, the beauty of the, I'm going to nerd out a little bit. The beauty yeah. of the mental health world is it's gone through its own evolution that I think the coaching world is about is already in. So the historical, like 19 historical 1960s coaching was really when it, or counseling was really when it became modernized. Right. And so back then it was like psychoanalytic theory, Freudian theory of like what happened to you in the past. And over time, 
the models have emerged where a lot of good evidence-based therapies these days that are research-based and effective are present and future-focused, but dive into the past the same way coaching does. If you find, um, just depending on therapy style, like there's different modalities. Yeah. But the, the main piece here that I feel like is the differentiating factor is the therapy world stays in the medical model. And right. so when you're a therapist, you have to stick with diagnosing, especially if you're using insurance, there's like a diagnostic criteria that if you want to get it paid for, you have to put a diagnosis. So there, that's to me the biggest difference. Right. And I think there's a, there's actually a lot more overlap than people realize. Yeah. And, but I agree with you that the beauty of coaching is it allows us to step outside of just a medical model and like really organically be with the client and say, okay, how are we going to move forward? And part of the professionalization of the mental health world of trying to be a legitimate science or whatnot is they took out a lot of the art of therapy. So it became very um, like myopic and like focused on like very yeah. small things like symptom and it keeps you stuck. Good yeah. therapists are not always going to do that. But to me, I think the coaching world is much more expansive, especially for quality of life. Unless you're talking about actual like PTSD or, you know, if you're actively suicidal or actively, you know, manic or depressed or dealing with addiction, I think mental health is a better space for that. Agreed. But I always say the therapy world does not own mental health and wellness. And it's kind of a radical thing for a former therapist to say, like they just don't. And, you know, around the world, so many, especially you're in America, right? I'm in Canada, actually. Okay. Yeah. America, Canada, and actually those two specifically are the two countries that kind of act like the therapy world owns mental health, but they don't. And it's a very colonized, restrictive modality that can be effective, but it's not the only way to heal and grow. So I think a lot of my therapy friends would be really mad if I said that, but it's just true. And the coaching world, both have their place, but the coaching world allows you to be more of a whole person, in my opinion. That's just yeah. my two cents. And like it's, it just gives a little bit more freedom, I'm going to say, from even from the coach's perspective. Now, if I were to look at the service I provide, I want to go above and beyond a, a weekly or biweekly session. I yes. want to actually, you know, like what I tell my clients is we're going to link arms because yeah. we are doing this journey together every step of the way. And so I always include like open mm -hmm. messenger in my, yeah. in my coaching packages because I want my clients to reach out 10 PM on Friday night when they need a little confidence boost or mm -hmm. they just need a little bit of help to work through whatever is going on. And yeah, yeah maybe they're maybe, maybe business owners, but life stuff gets in the way. And I want to, you know, I wanted to be mm -hmm. a little bit more hands-on and just a little bit more support than yeah. I experience again with, the therapist yeah. where I would see her. And honestly, the cost of therapy is also quite prohibitive here, you know, around $200 a session mm -hmm. and depending on, you know, where you're at anyways, but that's like sort of limited as far as like, I got to go and visit them in their office for this hour. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on my own in between. So yes. for me, I felt like bridging the gap a little bit there and just giving that next level of service. Well, and I want to add there too, that's part of, 
you know, as I left the, I left the therapy world last year and I had practiced for 12 years as a licensed therapist. And as a practitioner, the hardest part was, you know, the therapy world is governed since it is a medical, um, service it's governed by HIPAA and then there's all sorts mm -hmm. of state licensing laws and so there were many things I wanted to do for my clients that we weren't legally able to do like I really you could do support groups but there's so many rules around it and then I was like well this would be a really good course or this would be really great or like I like having messaging support or just that freedom of creating something that's based on the client it's really you can't do that as a therapist legally and there's a reason for it because if somebody's severely mentally ill, the laws are there to protect, right? So if you're really in a vulnerable space where you're super suicidal or super, you know, if somebody's experiencing psychosis or mania or a major mental health crisis, the laws that are there that are really boundaried around HIPAA and then communication are there to keep the client safe. But that's where when you're talking about enhancing quality of life or even you know, as a person with ADHD, how do you live and, and balance your quality of life as somebody with ADHD? So when it comes more to quality of life stuff, I feel like the coaching world has more of an ability to create client-centered approaches. And you're right, it becomes like a, um, it's there for a reason, but it becomes a hindrance for some therapists to be able to serve in a way that is more modern too. Right. And like there are actually rules around yes. how friendly you become yes. for patients because they are in right. fact your patients and confidentiality yes. and all of these pieces yeah. impact that where like yeah. i honestly feel like i actually end up having a pretty great relationship a friend yeah. a friendship for sure yeah. with my clients yes. that with that separation wouldn't really be possible right right and again those laws are there to protect the client when it's a mental health relationship or like a therapeutic relationship um, but it's not like, that's where you do develop a deep relationship with your, your therapist, right? Especially if yeah. it's a good therapist and all of these laws were made before the internet existed, right? So it was before social media. And then the therapy world has really strict guidelines around how do you interact with clients outside of the therapeutic relationship? Yeah. So you're right. It becomes, it's just, you know, it works for certain people and it works for certain like i said mental health diagnoses but when it comes to how do we live our best lives and it's not specifically treating a mental health disorder in my opinion coaching wins so yeah yeah well and obviously uh, i obviously love coaching too. yes we'll have their place 100 yes. yes they do yeah so uh i would love to hear a little bit more about about sarah as a, yeah. as a human tell me what do you yeah. like for fun yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a pretty, um, I was just saying recently, I spent a few hours just like sitting in my backyard. Like it was just winter time here. And I was like watching this one icicle, like sit on a tree. And then like, so I'm very, very happy with a simple life just out in nature. I am an empath. So I like to spend time in nature or with my animals or reading a book. I'm a huge homebody introvert. So when the world shut down, I was like, Oh, darn, I have to stay home forever. Yeah. So I just really enjoy. Um, and I think that's the thing, right? Like, I just really enjoy being alive and, and being present. And I've not, it's not always been that way, right? So what got me into the healing world was my own struggle with addiction and recovery. And I had a major loss and PTSD and all this other stuff that just like woke me up. 
And I remember when I was really struggling, everybody now says like, you're so cupcake and rainbows. And I'm like, I wasn't always that way. And when I really first came out of like the difficult times, I didn't have such a hopeful, optimistic view on life, but it's through the inner work and it's through understanding the energy and through my own spiritual journey and then my own entrepreneurial journey that now life's just like good. And like, I can really, I say it's like, um, I can sit in my backyard and watch trees and have the same feeling as like sitting on the beach. So Sam, yeah. I like food. Oh, <laughs> I, I love, love food crystals. <laughs> yeah, like we did crystals out of my backyard. Like it's just life's good and simple over here. Yeah, amazing. I yeah. love that. Uh, I love nature too. I, I do find mm -hmm. it incredibly peaceful and relaxing yes. and and a reflection, I, I think, of of how humans are created. I love the mm -hmm you know, this, it's not even symbology because literally so much of how we are made up. Like if you look at the, you know, the atoms and the cells and everything, it's, it's replication of everything in the world. So right. super interesting. And yeah. I, I just, I don't know, I, I don't know how else to explain it other than just feeling super calm when I'm yeah. out in nature and it's just quiet. Yeah. Um, so COVID that yes. caused you to make a shift in your business. Yeah. So, um, it was so interesting. So I'll back up to 2018. Um, cause it kind of speaks to what I do now. So I'll, I'll start there and then go backwards okay, and forwards. Yeah. It's like a nineties show, right? Where it's they all good. <laughs> preview. So these days, my passion, like I said, in the beginning is really, it's not just like traditional business coaching of like, how do you grow your business? To me, I really like my heart and soul is helping fellow heart and soul led um, entrepreneurs, not just to grow a thriving business where they're helping other people, but where they can live their best lives too. And that came through years of like being so other focused that I wasn't thinking about myself and I, you know, wasn't thinking about, you know, very practical, like business decisions of how do I make sure I'm making enough money that I can not just survive, but like thrive and go on that vacation or pay off all of my expensive student loans from mental health school. You know, it's yeah. um, no one needs to be the martyr in their right. business, right? right. So give everything yes. of ourselves, if we yes. do the right things and we give the right energy to the right things, yes. we're going to save ourselves a whole pile of burnout and exhaustion. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. 2018. I was, so I, I ran, I used to run a thriving, um, brick and mortar in-person healing center. And I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. And I had other energy workers and healers there. It was doing, I didn't know it at the time. Later on, I analyzed it, but I didn't realize I was like in the six figures running a brick and mortar healing center, which is pretty rare. And it was just going like the, the healing center itself was going well. The work that I was doing was amazing, but I was so depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed. And I was so burnt out and I was so exhausted. And I actually went back to therapy at that point. But what really I realized was I had become so other focused and so not asking myself what makes me happy and what I want and how do I want to do things and honoring that I am an introvert and yeah. that I'm, I don't know how into um, human design you are, but I'm a projector in human design. Also a projector. Okay. So I fought that for a while and I was like, this is BS. And then I realized, oh, <laughs> this is why I'm burned out. Right. And so I just went through this whole next layer of inner work around what do I want to do? And I knew in my heart in 2018, 
that I wanted to be working with women around the world, but I was like, how am I going to make that happen? So fast forward to 2020 and um, actually 2019, I like intuited, we had an empath support group in person. And I was like, I don't know guys, but it feels like after February it's ending and then COVID hits and I'm like, Oh, and so I closed the healing center and everybody was like, well, it's just, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve. And I was like, Oh gosh, (laughs) nope, nope. And before all the intuitive stuff, I was also, um, like into, I went to school for biomedical engineering. I was pre-med at Johns Hopkins and I faint at the sight of blood. So, um, I dropped out of pre-med and went into mental health, but anyway, um, I knew it wasn't going to be two weeks and I was like, let me just close this. And so I moved my therapy practice online to telehealth and I was, I already had some coaching clients and energy work clients. Um, and like psych, I did, it was like 50, 50 therapy and psychic work, but I wasn't out of the closet in most of the community. It was a whole thing spiritually. Um, but then I just gradually moved online with my stuff and I was like, this is perfect. And then I started just magically having meeting more and more people that were in the online space and it worked out so well. So now I ended up closing my therapy practice and now full-time work with women around the world in business coaching. And it really is life and business coaching because I believe the two come together. together. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to separate them. No, there absolutely isn't. And you know, I, the, the packages that I have too are like very much, I'm like, we can't, we can't just do business because Mm -hmm. I have, in my own experience, done coaching for my business and quickly realized that my life shit was getting in yes. the way of doing yes. the business stuff. And so, yeah. okay, well, we're actually over here and we're not doing this. And depending on, you know, the structure of that thing, if if you're not focused on the business thing and that's what that's all about, it can get kind of lost and get a little yeah. bit left behind, right? So what I wanted to create was really that space because I really think that the life, your relationships mm-hmm. and your business are all intertwined. They're all pieces of the same puzzle. Um, I would love to hear more about what intuitive coaching, what does that look like for you? I also would say that I, you know, um, coach from sort of an intuitive standpoint Mm -hmm. and it's all about bringing out, you know, what, what your intuition is telling you, what lights you up, what makes you glow, what makes you feel good, because the more you can do those things, the Mm -hmm. better you're going to feel, the better energy you're putting out there and all of that awesomeness that you're going to be able to manifest into your life. So I'd love to hear your take on what intuitive business coaching looks like for you and uh, just anything that you'd like to share on that. Yeah. Yeah. I love talking about intuition. And the the thing, the truth is, I believe that all of us are intuitive. And so the way I think about intuition is it's like cooking or dancing, right? Like there are people who are born to be professional chefs and there are people who are born to be professional dancers, but all of us really thrive. When, like every single one of us can learn to have a passion for dancing or cooking but you don't want me to professionally dance. Like I am not a good dancer, right? So there's, I naturally for myself, right? And like for myself, so first off, all of us can become, all of us are intuitive. It's just a matter of tapping in. And I actually learned that as a therapist because I would help people through, um, you know, alcoholism or depression or anger issues. And as they healed that emotional wound, naturally what was happening was their vibrations were going up And as the vibe went up, they naturally started tapping in. So like every client was like, I think I'm an empath. Now I realize I'm intuitive or I'm a psychic. And, um, and then myself, like that's how, um, 
that's a whole side story of how I learned my own intuition. But the truth is we all can tap into our intuition. Again, some of us are just more um, naturally dialed in. So I used to actually practice as an intuitive and psychic medium. And I don't now because, and I know you and I chatted about this before, because I think the, the responsibility of a psychic, in my opinion, is to utilize intuitive gifts to guide people to make the right decisions for themselves. And I think that's true for coaching. I think that's true for therapy. I think that's true for consulting that to me, the, for all, there's like this collective healing right now of deferring our power of like, oh, there's an expert that knows more than me, whether it's an intuitive or a consultant or whatever. And it's really coming back to what do I want and need? So as an intuitive business coach, I first, everything starts with what you want. And it goes with, um, I call it intentional lifestyle design of what do you want your life to be? What are you here to do? And not just for like, yes, it's great for us to live our best lives, but we also, when we're living our best lives as entrepreneurs and space holders and helpers, we help people better. Yeah. Right. Well, like, we show them right. the way because ultimately, right. you know, this is what I often think in parenting, right? We, yeah. we, we could, oh my God, we could talk till we're blue in the face, yeah. but they're yeah. not really listening to our words and especially yeah. not going to listen to our words if they're incongruent with our actions. So exactly. words mean nothing unless your action is congruent. So having yes. that, that, that desire and then making it happen, yeah. showing, showing people the way I think. Yes is the way to inspire more people to take that path, right? Yeah, and for us women, for the, I know that most of your audience is women and mine is too, we're shifting history. We're changing everything when we say, wait a second, I matter too. And that's the other thing, like it, I just got chills saying that and thinking about not just little girls, but all little children seeing women live their best lives. And then we all know when we are out of survival mode, we're more creative. We're naturally more intuitive. We have more bandwidth, not just to help other people, but to get creative about how we serve. Our quality of services goes up, our vibe is up, and we just enjoy life. So for me, business coaching, intuitive business coaching is about clients saying, okay, this is where I want my life to be. This is who I want to serve, but it gets really, I get really pragmatic too. So I'm very Virgo. I have like five different astral bodies in Virgo. So I'm like, okay, so you want that. Do you know how much money you need to be bringing in? And I bring it back to these grounded spaces and then it's aligning together. Okay. You want to get here and you're here and these are the people that you want to serve and how, and then my intuitive gifts. It's like, once you say where you want to go, it's like a road, a Google roadmap shows up of like, oh, you can take this direction or this direction or this wow. direction. And then like you said, with life, it's like, especially women, we balance so many different roles. Like my dog's literally staring at me right now, right? Like dog, mom, mom, friend, <laughs> colleague, caretaker, and ourselves that you have to look at it from a holistic approach to get there. Yes. So a lot of it's with the law of vibration of understanding that our goals have a vibration. And as we grow, we're aligning our inner world, our relationships, our mindset, our business strategy, our boundaries, all the things, yeah. right? And so that is how intuitive business coaching works. Amazing. I love that. It's like the, the roadmap for navigating. And the way I look yeah. at it too is like, what is the ultimate impact? 
Mm-hmm. What what does that look and feel like? That that yeah. vision that you have, that ultimate <laughs> impact, or even even your own your own personal dream at the end of that right. too, right? Right. How does that look and feel? And then now there's a whole bunch of ways we can get there. So let's navigate. Let's see which next yeah. step feels right for you, feels aligned, feels exciting and expansive, and yeah, just yeah. really is calling you to take that step. And then ignoring the fear that comes often with that, right? Because we're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And then the fear comes in because the sign starts to do its its job and to get us thinking about all of the stuff that could potentially go wrong, right? So yeah, I love love having that roadmap idea because... And, and it's actually just like Google Maps because yes. we have to course adjust yes. <laughs> nearly every step of the way too, right? Yeah. So like make a wrong turn. Okay, good. Google Maps is going to put us right back on the path. Exactly. Let's remember what, you know, intuitively is feeling really great um, yes. and into the next step. So um, yeah. my next question, I'm curious, um, someone who works in, in, in the industry that we do, but like, I want to say you just, you more or less be specific into intuitive and mm-hmm. life and business and all of this stuff specifically into that coaching. What do you think the most important personality trait yeah. that a coach needs to have to thrive in that space? Yeah. Yeah. And I know that not everybody that listens to this is a coach. So translate it to your own lifestyle. And I think it's the same thing. It kind of comes back to, I want to add, I want to kind of dovetail from the last, to make my point from the last um, point we touched on. The other thing about that Google maps and that roadmap is that it's not just about following again, what somebody else said, like, I really like to help my clients tune into themselves and their own intuition and not just their own intuition, but like, what do you want and what feels good to you? And how does that feel in your body and, and working with your mindset of, Oh, there's your fear trying to help you. And a lot of time, like even a lot of the times, even our, I'm sure you agree with this, our mindset blocks or resistance. They're actually golden nuggets for us to dive in and say, what's this truly about? And like, I believe it's like alchemizing that energy into your next step. So when it comes back to the most common trait, it's really, it's about self-trust. I was going to put a lot of words there, but it really comes back to so many people are deferring their power to a coach or an expert or even an intuitive or even their own intuition, or you can learn to channel the Akashic records or whatnot, but it really comes back to this idea of, do I have my own back? Do I trust myself? What do I want? What do I believe as a human? And I think this advancing towards intuition and spirituality is great because all of us are intuitive and all of us are spiritual beings. And we all get to define what that means for us, but only if it empowers us to continue to make, make those um, empowered choices, right? Deferring your power to intuition or anywhere else isn't going to get you the life that you desire either. Yeah. So I think that's it. It's self-trust, it's self-belief. And I know that you talk a lot about being in our feminine and we can also like marry that feminine energy with how do I have my own back here, right? That more masculine, like, how do I know that I've got my own back? How can I trust myself here? And I think that's the, um, I think we're going to see the coaching world and a lot of, um, these healing communities move more towards that in the next year or two, which is great. I'm so stoked. I'm ready. I'm here for it. 
Yeah, I am super excited to see things as they're shifting and evolving and the feminine energy is it's coming on strong and we are finally embracing it in a new way, which is super, super exciting. Yeah. I freaking love it. Um, I just wanted to touch back on one thing that you were saying just about uh, us all being uh, empaths. And I totally agree. And I think that if there's anyone listening who is like, no, I'm not, I, I don't really feel emotions um, I, I only feel one emotion, um, those kind of people, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put the floor to you, but what would you tell those people? Yeah. How can they, yeah. how can they discover instead of me answering it? Yeah. You, how can they discover <laughs> yeah. those deeper emotions and get past probably whatever discomfort that mm -hmm. they have in feeling those emotions? So I'm going to let you talk to that yeah. person. Yeah, so, and I'll say that these are conversations we had for years at my healing center. And then when we moved online, I ran the Empowered Empath Support Group, which had over 100 empaths in the St. Louis area, and then a couple hundred online. It was so fun. Um, so I do think, so the first thing I say is that if you don't think you're an empath, you don't have to, or intuitive or whatever, I honor people to decide for themselves if that's true or not. Yeah. Um, the thing about intuition, though, is it's an inner, I really see it as like another skill that we all have in there. So you might not dance every day, but you can dance. You know, we might not sing every day, but we can sing. So to me, intuition is in that same space. When it comes to empath, I think, so I differentiate empath and intuition. So intuition is more like that knowing, right? That inner voice, that inner, and there's so many different ways that can come out. For empaths and highly sensitive people, I think some of us are just built more sensitive. And to me, it's a nervous system thing that we're just dialed in at a whole different level. And there's a lot of people saying, no, it's not that, it's just trauma, or it's just this, or it's just ADHD. And again, it's like coaching and therapy world. There's a Venn diagram, right? So um, science shows that highly sensitive people are more likely to develop trauma responses. But I what I've noticed over the years is it being an empath is not just trauma. So if you're like, I'm an empath and I don't have trauma, did I forget it? It's like, no, 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 <laughs> like you're just more sensitive. And um, I really love, what's her name? It's from the 90s. That shows, that shows you how long I've been in this field. Uh, but back in the 90s, I can't remember her name, but she did all this studying on being more highly sensitive. So. If you want to know more, just do some Google researching about it. But also, it really just comes back to we get to define who we are. And if you want to be more empathic, if you want to be more intuitive, it's really just setting that intention and taking the steps forward. And out of all of that, I feel like it's really just learning how to create calm, clear space where we can tune in. That's it. Yeah, I love so, that. Just yeah. creating that empty space between the thoughts for me mm -hmm. is so huge and just gives yes. me the space to yes. listen to what my body is telling me and, yes. you know, not overrun it with all the thoughts and the logic, right? That yes. tend to come in to run it out of place. So yes. I'd love for you to share how our listeners might get in touch with you, yeah. how they might work with you, whatever you've yeah. got going on. Please tell yeah. us what is exciting in your world and what you yes. have to share with us right now. So I have a few really fun things going on. You can check out my website at intuitivecoachingwithsarah.com. And Sarah does have an H. 
I almost just purchased the one without the H and I'm like, just tell people there's an H. But then <laughs> I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at intuitive coaching with Sarah. I'm right now working on um, my email list is like really fun. I send out good goodies, but I'm working on like a free sources app. So I'm going to have more stuff coming soon. I have some channeled meditations and like other resources and I'll have like empath stuff on there too. Um, I do have, it's by application only just because I only have a few spots, but I do have a four month alignment deep dive program where um, it's for anybody really wanting to step into their next chapter of life and or business. And it's the intuitive business coaching. So that is a four month program. It includes Voxer access. And then I haven't told anybody about this yet um, all the way, but I have a new program coming. I'm announcing it next week, but I thought I would share here first. Um, it's called Charge More. And the name I picked intentionally because a lot of helpers and healers are gonna go, what? But the whole point of this, it's the culmination of the work that I've done of really helping um, helpers and healers and service providers learn how to charge more and receive more money without integrity or without sacrificing integrity or a heart of service so it's a whole it's a it's like hours i have a phone app for that one too it's like hours of pre-recorded content where i teach you how to learn how to shift your business model so that you can live your best life too and at the same time elevate your impact with your clients so those are the fun things i've got going on um, i do have a facebook group called visionary soulpreneurs um, it's all on my website links. So if you just like stalk me a little bit, you'll find it, yeah. but anybody's welcome. And I'm just kind of floating around. I'm at that point in my career where I'm like ready to share all the things I've learned. So just come hang out. Cause I've always got fun stuff going on. Ah, so. Oh, I love that. And we'll put all those notes in the, oh. in the show notes as well, the links and everything like that. So everybody can find you easily. Yeah. I'm going to wrap up with this question and I'm going to throw it to you. Okay. What is one question you had wished that mm -hmm. I had asked you today and how would you have answered? Yeah. <laughs> so the one that I get asked a lot is how do I develop my intuition or how do I develop my intuitive abilities? And there's a, a few things. First off is exactly what we just talked about of learn to create that calm, quiet space for yourself. And especially as women, it's like being able to set aside all of the responsibilities and the duties and this person needs this and that, and just creating space for yourself. And honestly, it's just setting the intention and it'll find you. That process will find you. Again, I have lots of, um, it's coming in the next month or two, the free sources app. So if you wanna stay in the loop, I'm happy to share more, but just know it's in there. And if your heart wants to be intuitive, that's your sign that you are. Yeah. Awesome. So, yes. I absolutely love that. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I absolutely loved this conversation with you. Honestly, it was fantastic. And I can't wait uh, for our next conversation, whenever that might be. Me too. And it was so much fun. And thank you for having me. I had just as much fun as you did, I think. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I trust you were inspired to take back your power and create your happy. If you enjoyed this episode, Please subscribe, leave a review, and share the show with women in your life who could use a little extra inspiration today. If you'd like to connect with myself and or today's guest, you can find those details in the show notes. We would love to hear from you. If you've got an inspiring story to share, you can also apply to be a guest on the show at createyourhappy.ca. As always, get out there, have fun, be you, 
and create your happy. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pod Tease, a production of the MediaCasters. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to discover your next binge-worthy favorite. For more information, visit our website, themediacasters.com, and follow us on social platforms at The MediaCasters. 